0: I'm Savannah. And I'm Hope. And this is the Classy
1: Chicks podcast. We're both pro-life activists from Chicagoland area.
0: But now I'm in Florida.
1: We love to talk about faith, femininity, and all aspects of the pro-life movement.
0: Can't forget our classy and trashy moments.
1: Start every week off classy with the Classy Chicks episode.
0: I don't know what's up. okay so um we were doing our special episode but then we also I looked we need to do an episode for next Monday why did I think we were scheduled out until like well I guess it is July that's why that's why I was confused
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're scheduled out until June and June no was I was June. like we're scheduled and, out to
0: the end of June and I was like that'll be fine
1: and and now it's it's July 6th so, so we July. have to
0: so can you record too today yeah i think the special episode it can just be pretty short just basically our reaction to roe v wade um and what we're doing now and will
1: that come out like today or like
0: now i think yeah yeah. like well maybe not today because we just posted about the monday one maybe tomorrow
1: okay yeah that's fine is that that good and then we can have one come out the following and then monday Monday. We have I think we have one this Monday, but not one. No,
0: I looked. That's what I thought too. Well there's none. I know. Oh my gosh. Going by way too fast. It's because of that one. I feel like I think it's because of that one that we messed up. That one that like we I recorded my car in the rain and it was just like, or actually, no. Can we use that one?
1: We did post that one. Oh, we just used it. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. That's one. Well, anyway.
1: Oh my gosh, you're right. We don't have any. (sighs) Anyway. All righty. Well, we can start. Let's do this. Hello, everybody.
0: Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are coming on to talk about the most important thing that's happened in our
1: lifetime, I would say. I would say. I would definitely Um,
0: say. And we meant to do this earlier, but literally there was so much, so much media, so much um stuff that had to be done right when the Dobbs decision came down that we honestly haven't gotten a chance to talk about it and go through it a little bit until now. So yeah, you want to explain what we're talking about
1: today, Hope? Yeah. So initially when the decision came down and we found out that Roe had been overturned, instantly Savannah and I were like, we got to record, we got to record. But I was at a women's conference and she was flying out to DC. And so like, and, and I was getting a bunch of media for them and she was getting a bunch of media for them. And it was like so crazy busy. And we legitimately did not have any time to record our podcast. And while at first I was like, oh, darn it, that stinks. We can't come out with like, you know, a podcast that's super relevant right now. It ended up being OK, because once everything kind of cooled down, I feel like we have a better understanding and more to actually talk about and more advice to actually give you guys. Cause I personally, I don't know about you. I personally feel that if we had recorded right then and there, it would have been good. It would have been informational, but I feel like now we have better grasp on things and a better, um, yeah. it would have just we'll been
0: out. an emotional, it would have just been an emotional joyful podcast, but now like a week, we're almost two weeks into this. Um, and we're kind of seeing what's happening. And so we can analyze a little bit more what's happening, how this is affecting young women in our country, how this is affecting people in our country, um, and all the rest. So we're going to be talking today about, I think we should start off by talking about like, where were you when the Dobbs decision came down? And then what did you do immediately after it came down? What did your next week look like?
1: Um, okay, so I was... Uh, driving to Indiana for the pro women's conference uh by myself actually um and so I got a message from my like I guess person who kind of oversees all my work more directly Ooh, um and she was like hey be careful on the road road just got overturned and I was like what I was so I pulled over and my mom had told me hope don't pull over like to get gas or anything like fill it before you go and fill it before you know you leave again so I just like pulled over I didn't get out of my car and I pulled over and I was I thought this would be a good area to pull over it was so sketchy um but I was just kind of responding to people and calling people and you know I had posted on social media really quickly and then I got back on the road and I got there and like all of these people like if you go on my social media I have like uh oh let's skip to the good part reel and that video is pretty darn accurate because I got there and Abby was like everyone give everyone a hug for the overturning of Roe, so everyone was hugging everyone and there was like 400 plus pro-life women there and it was really cool celebrating that with them um but then also being able to like um you know, be right there with all these awesome people who have left the abortion industry um, or who have saved babies, just been involved. And of course, celebrating with Abby was really strange, um, but super cool for me. Uh, So that was awesome. Um, I was a little bit bummed I wasn't with my family because my family has been super part of the movement, like my entire life. And so obviously this is a day the Pearl Faction League has looked forward to for since it's beginning. Um, and I'm bummed that I wasn't there with them during that, but, um, it ended up being okay. Um, I don't know which I would have chosen, but God had me where he was when he needed me there. So that's where I'm at. Um, and it was awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, um, so, so Rose overturned, right. And you're at the pro-life women's conference. What, like, what did you do? What did you do for that next week? I guess.
1: Um, a lot of reflecting and learning. Um, this pro life women's conference was an absolute honor to go to. Um, it was really, really neat. But all of the speakers there, like obviously, I love speaking. I am a speaker. Um, and I'm sitting here, be like, oh my gosh, my new goal is to speak here next year. And as I'm sitting here listening to all these women speaking, I'm like, I don't deserve it. I have done nothing big. I, I just am average. I just am pro life. What makes me worth having speak because all of the women speaking there had some big life story even the girl who got the award she started sidewalk advocates for life and under her like because of her seventeen thousand babies have been saved i'm like oh my gosh i do not deserve to be up here like why even try and so i was really struggling um with that and then i was you know with the overturning of roe like how what what can i do um How can I make a difference? How can I end this? And being in Illinois, I have many, many opportunities because we're the most progressive state in the nation when it comes to abortion. And so I had a lot of time to reflect. I had a five-hour car ride back home by myself um, and just kind of thinking and pray. And I met up with my best friend and he and I just started talking. Um, I kind of shared my concerns and my stresses, anxieties with him. Can you hear me all right?
0: Yeah, I can hear you fine.
1: Okay. Um, And we just began talking and he shared with me like Mother Teresa and St. Therese, they did the little things. They didn't do great big things, but the little things over time added up and that's what made the difference. So he's like, so you just need to, you know, focus on just being, just doing easy things, just doing simple things. And I was like, simple things, like I'm just simply pro-life. And so I haven't done anything drastic per se, but I've been doing small, little pro life things every day uh, for the last week so far, um, and just kind of seeing where that's going.
0: Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Uh, Hope started her little series called Simply Pro Life very soon after uh, Rose was overturned. I don't know, I don't know exactly when you started it, but it's it's really cool. You can find it on her Instagram, and every day she does something little. To spread the pro-life message so
1: yeah it was um, the day after Roe so it was right, 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 right. After, less than a week after yes um, but that's funny. all right
0: so now it's my turn and I'm going to share uh, yep. what what happened so I had been so anxious for like weeks before Roe was overturned because we so I, I do communications for Illinois Right to Life and I had, we had all of our press releases drafted, all of our emails, all the stuff drafted for three different decisions that could possibly come out. And so I was every morning of the decision day, um, every morning of the decision day, we would, we would get up and we'd track the SCOTUS blog, the Supreme court blog, and we'd see which decisions were going to be handed down. So every morning it was just really nerve wracking, really anxiety inducing, because I was like, is it going to be today? Like, what am I going to do? Like, this is just a huge moment. And I honestly did not think it was going to happen on Friday. I thought it was going to happen on Monday. We've all, we all thought it was going to happen on Monday, kind of from the beginning. So when it did happen, you know, we were actually, I was on a team zoom call and we were talking about different media points to what to say to the media, what we're going to do when it gets handed down, like the spreadsheet of who's going to tell who, what to do. And I saw it on the block and it just said, it just said we have row, which is really strange because normally they say that the like, or no, they said we have Dobbs, which is the decision Dobbs versus Jackson. But normally they say like the decision and then the link to the decision. And so I was just like, is this a hacker? Like what's going on? I was like, you guys, it says we have Dobbs. I don't know what that means. Like, Nobody's saying anything else. Well, finally, the decision came down. Um, phones started blowing up. You know, I had to send out all these press releases, all this stuff. So that took a couple of hours. Then I, then I spoke in Tampa at a celebration rally that we had in Tampa, Florida. And then actually, so right before that, there were some people in D.C., um, live action is in different organizations who were calling for people to come to D.C. that day. And I was like, um, should I go? And I was contemplating it. I was like, I, I want to go, but I'm not sure. Like, is this a dumb decision to just hop on a plane. I, well, I decided to hop on a plane and go. And it was amazing because I got to spend that first night um, that row was over time. I'm getting emotional. thinking about it. We were outside of the Supreme court and we were literally just thanking God for what happened. It was just with pro-life people from across the nation who had been working their whole lives for this day. And it was just, such an amazing experience the next day as well uh we were strategizing and talking about like what's next because it's just this is such a big thing and now we're just we're all just like what's next kind of waiting to see what's going to happen and then see how we're going to have to uh, react but then so i flew home to florida that so i was in dc for 24 hours from friday to saturday i flew home to florida late saturday night and then my boss called me to go to call me in to go to Chicago for a week to help with media. So then the next morning I flew into Chicago and all of last week was um, all sorts of Dobbs media, you know, interviews, uh, doing videos, um, helping take pictures of my boss, filming TV interviews, all that sort of stuff. So it was just really cool to be there, um, to just be in the middle of all of it when it was happening. So that's my experience. And now now I'm back in Florida and, having to figure out all the stuff for my website and for my newsletter and what I'm doing, but
1: yeah. Okay. So now you have a minute to kind of figure out your own stuff. I have a minute. So you said three decisions. What do you mean? Three decisions. So there
0: were three potential, Potential uh, decisions that could have come down. There were there were more than more than three, but those were the ones that we thought were most likely. The one is that Roe Roe remains, Roe stands, Roe's not overturned. The second one is what happens it's brought back to the states. The third one is that Roe is actually, um, they they actually like take the steps towards putting in a constitutional right for like the unborn. So like they take it a step further, which they did not oh, do. Okay, okay, okay. Um,
1: we'll that next. What? I said, we'll work on that next.
0: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, so the, there were there were so many things they could have done, but those were the three decisions that we were pretty sure one of those was going to come down.
1: Yeah, yeah. So life after Roe, what does that really look like? Like, what are we supposed to expect from that?
0: Yeah, so basically, there's so many misconceptions going on about what the overturning of Roe v. Wade did. When really, really all it did was give, give the option of what to do back to the states so it made this a state's issue again so now each state gets to decide how much they're going to protect the pre-born so some states um are putting have a trigger law that went into effect or that is going to go to into effect utah and a bunch of other ones i think there's like eight or something so far um, some states like illinois are um just keep doing what they're doing they're continuing to do what they do, complete abortion access, on demand, no exceptions. Um, possibly there's a word on the street that they're calling in a special session in the middle of summer that they might be uh, expanding abortion access. I'm not really sure how you do that in Illinois because I know I was kind of have the, the most name. possible. But, um, and then there's states like, um, actually, so in Florida, so Florida is a very pro-life state. It is a very good state. But it's interesting what's happening right now. Um, I was just, I don't know if you texted me about this. But a few people texted me because Students for Life put something out like Florida's not actually that pro-life. Um, the 15, so basically the 15-week bill uh, was signed into law by Governor DeSantis. And it was supposed to go into effect July 1st, but there have been stops. Like there have been stops from like judges and people. And so it's, it's being... So right now, Florida is actually not extremely pro-life. Like, it's not as pro-life as Utah is with the trigger ban. Um, it's just a process, though. I don't think that, I know, I mean, Governor DeSantis is great. It's just that sometimes things happen in the legislature and, like, you know, people, people don't want this to happen. People are very angry right now.
1: So <laughs> that's what's going on in Florida. But basically, sheltered. What? It kind of seems like the pro choices are coming out of hiding, and, and yeah,
0: things are going to. um I mean, things are gonna bad. Things are gonna happen, right there, and like we've already we already saw that with that story about the girl, the ten-year-old girl, girl in I think Ohio. There's there's a story. I mean, who knows is if it's true or not? It? But
1: I mean, grandma and who knows to... if it's true? Okay,
0: but what I'm saying is. So there was a ten year old girl in Ohio apparently who uh, was refused access to abortion, and she was pregnant. She's ten, like super young. Um, there's going to be women who try to give themselves abortion who die. There's going to be women who, um, you know, there's going to be a ton of horror stories, right? Because wanting or thinking you need an abortion does not ever put you in a good place, like. It makes it makes people want to do bad things if they don't have access to there's gonna be crazy stories, but we have to remember that our goal is to protect the unborn and to give women these resources that they need to not have to go to these lengths. And just because these terrible things are happening doesn't mean what we're doing is wrong, you know? So I guess that's it's gonna be it's gonna be a struggle. And the pro life movement is going to be in the limelight, it has been in the limelight in the past few weeks, you know. Everybody's watching us and seeing what our next steps are going to be.
1: Yeah. Well, so it's, it's difficult because so in, in my, I've only been doing it for seven days, but I feel like I've been learning a lot more about what it means to be pro-life. Um, and I think the statement pro-life is kind of funny and it's like what you're in favor of life, like you're for life. Like it doesn't, it's kind of a strange, like thing to say. Um, but what that entails, and I feel like I should dig for a better word, because I feel like pro-choice and pro-life don't accurately describe Not either at all. side. It's like,
0: it's, it's hard. It, for- it, during this time, I really think that it's important. And I, it's funny because I used to be so against this. I didn't want to say this, but we're
1: anti-abortion and they're pro-abortion. I know that's you know? Kind of where I'm getting at here. But I also would like to take a step further, not saying that we are we are anti-abortion. I think that's what you know most people, when they hear pro-life, they hear anti-abortion. But also in being pro-life, which I feel like we need to find a better word to describe us, um, is that we respect, we value, and we dignify all human life from conception to natural yes. death. The reason that we are so um, bold in finding abortion right now versus every other aspect that people want us to fight against when they're like, why aren't you fighting this? Why aren't you fighting that? The reason we fight abortion so hard is because it directly disrespects and disregards those three things, um, which is respecting, mm-hmm. dignifying, and valuing um, human life. But with that being said, there are a slew of things that fall under being pro-life. And so in a post-Roe America, I think we need to emphasize on that highly. And so with this situation with a 10 year old girl, we are pro-life. We are dignifying this young girl. We're dignifying her baby. We're dig- we're valuing this young girl. We're valuing her baby. We're respecting this young girl. We're respecting her baby. We have to be able to do both simultaneously. And there are 7 billion people on this earth. We have to be able to do that 100% to both parties. So keeping her safe, keeping the baby safe. There is a way to do it so that both are protected. It's finding the doctors who are brave enough and smart enough and equipped enough to do both.
0: Yes, yes, I mean, and no, and going off of that, there's never, there's not a situation when an abortion is required to save the woman's life. Um, These other, these other lies that ectopic pregnancies and um, miscarriages are abortion, have been disproven so many times live action just put out another thing looking through all the state's laws and nobody says that it has that this uh these trigger laws have anything to do with miscarriages or octopic pregnancies because they're not abortions everyone knows that and people who are using that um they're they're just they're wrong it's just it's just not facts that they're sharing so um
1: yeah it's
0: unfortunate that these that these These women are really going to be, they're being weaponized
1: for the pro-choice movement. You know, I got to send you this article that I was reading yesterday. Um, It it was fascinating because it was by this feminist who claimed she's pro-choice, but it did not sound like she was pro-choice. But basically the gist of it was saying you pro-choicers couldn't be content enough with first trimester abortion. You pushed it so far. Of course, there was going to be backlash Mm -hmm. Um, because even pro-choicers are coming out and saying like, they're taking it too far. And I'm not comfortable with this anymore. And then it opens their eyes to being pro-life actually, which I found kind of fascinating. It's like you push somebody so far left that they actually can't even do it anymore. And they come back, um, which I found. so true. I think
0: we're seeing that a lot. I think we're especially seeing that because now you have to take a side, you know, before it was kind of like, you know, yeah, like, like I'm pro-choice, but like I don't really like abortions, but I'm pro-choice. Now no. it's like
1: first trimester. You, you can't
0: you can't really do that because I was just I was scrolling through TikTok last night like,
1: and I can't it, even
0: was, it was honestly really. so gross. I honestly don't really that much anymore, but last night I was. And the this one influencer who I I like a lot of her stuff. You know, she just came out and she was like, "If you're Wait. pro-life," and the thing is, she didn't even say if you're anti-abortion. She's like, "If you're pro-life, unfollow me. I don't want anything to do with it. You know, all this." Expletives and it's like it's it's hard because it's like okay like she took stand okay I'm gonna follow her all this stuff, um, all these companies all these brands coming out and saying that they're that they are devastated on the Roe v Wade decision that we went back fifty years, um, we need to hit back from the other side from these pro life brands and be like actually no like we are women and we um we. 50 years ago, we went back 100 years. 50 years ago, when Roe v. Wade was passed, we went back to the time of slavery, when some people were, were told that they're not fully human, that they are a life, but they're not fully human. So that's what actually happened when Roe v. Wade was passed. Now we're going forward. Now we're, you know, these past 50 years have been a genocide of, well, a group of people who who weren't called fully human. And now we're going forward.
1: I think it's hilarious because they're like, you're taking away our rights. And it was like, the right to abortion is not constitutional. It's not a woman's right to get an abortion. Actually our first right is the right to life. And Mm -hmm. they took that away with Roe. So Roe actually was a legitimate one that was taking away our rights as human beings um and so we are actually giving people rights and that's why my 4th of July caption was celebrating my newfound right the right to life because before i didn't have the right to life when i was you know when i was unborn you know i i did not have the you didn't have the right to life right um you didn't you didn't deserve that you didn't have that right and and so it's this new profound right that all of these babies not all of them but a lot of them are do have this newfound right constitutionally. Yeah. Um, and one thing I've truly noticed between everything that's gone on in the past two weeks is that we truly desperately need God back in our country. Um, I forget who said it. It's one of our founding fathers. But he said that this idea of government will not work without God, um, without mm-hmm. our basic... Yeah, Thomas
0: Jefferson or someone, yeah.
1: Yeah, somebody, yeah. yeah. Um, something with a J. I assume, but I'm just going to take
0: it. Um,
1: And, and it's so true. You know, we, we find that taking God out of everything. I mean, it's fascinating that like I, my younger siblings, like will get yelled at for climbing a tree in public. They'll be like, get down. You're going to scrape your knee. And my mom's like, it's fine. But those same people are pumping their children full of puberty blocker hormones. Like it doesn't make any sense. Um, and so I think ultimately we desperately need God. Um, also, it was funny because I worked the truth tour when I was little, like little, I was on the truth tour, um, maybe 10. And somebody was yelling at us about miscarriages and how dare we be anti miscarriages and how dare we want to take away healthcare to miscarriages. And I remember thinking like, is he crazy? I think at that point my mom had had like three miscarriages and I was like, are you kidding me? Like a miscarriage is not the same thing. And I just remember thinking like, what adult would actually believe that? And now fast forward seven years, it's all we're seeing.
0: All over the place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, And for those of you who, I mean, I assume most of our audience knows the difference, but for those of you who don't, yes, some cases they'll use medical like procedures, to remove the fetus after it has been after it has passed away from miscarriage, they'll use medical procedures that are also used in abortion, but the but but the difference is that an abortion kills the baby, a miscarriage the baby's already passed, and a huge difference. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you want more information on like the specifics of all that, go to Live Action. They've put out a lot of good information on all these specifics.
1: Yeah. Yeah
0: but yeah i think that right now our focus needs to be um i think right now like current moment like next month span our focus really needs to be um education because until people know the facts like there's so many misinformation so much misinformation going on right now until people know the facts it's going to be really hard to actually push for change so i think we need to really work on education spreading the truth spreading our knowledge uh, spreading, you know, what what actually ha- what actually happens in an abortion, what actually um, what a- what the difference is between abortion and ectopic pregnancy and miscarriage, all that. And then next, um, we're seeing. I think the stats, and I just saw that another one just closed, but the stats were crazy on the amount of abortion clinics that have closed since Roe. I think it's like it was forty nine yesterday. I just saw one this morning, so I think it's fifty. 50 abortion clinics have closed. These abortion clinics who say, oh, abortion's only 3% of what we do. Well, then why did you close? You know? Yeah. Um, but with that, we're going to have so many women, so many women in need of help. And we need to really just, you really just need to contact your closest pregnancy crisis pregnancy center and ask, how can I help? You know, can I volunteer? Can I give a monetary donation? What's the best thing to do? Because this is where the fight's really going to be.
1: Well, I think there's, yeah, there's obviously there's a lot because like, uh, a lot of people are saying the same five things like volunteer pregnancy centers, educate, donate. Um, there's a couple more. Um, you get the just life action posted video, and those are absolutely amazing. Um, and it's absolutely factual. Um, I desperately want to get into you know church youth groups because a lot of churches um who claim they're pro-life, their kids are who are part of the youth group, aren't. And so mm-hmm. I want to, you know, get in there and and, and share the, this information. We'll see where that goes, but. Well, summer, nobody's really doing anything right now, but that's okay.
0: Summer, summer's a hard time to do this too. That's what I found. Yeah.
1: So anyways, what I found it and, you know, the thing to bring me peace is like follow along with the Simply Pro-Life series, because you're going to, I think it's so important to equip the people who are already pro-life with doing pro-life actions, because actions are so so important even if they're simple i mean my grandpa says to do something pro-life every day and these are like the easiest littlest pro-life things ever um obviously i have a few that are a little bit you know harder or more bold or something like that but ultimately they're things that everyone can do um, and everyone should be doing them because i think that if all the pro-lifers started doing small simple things we'd see a huge change yeah huge Um, enormous yeah So I think that educating, but doing just simple, probably things every day is going to change the course. I mean, if everyone donated a packet of diapers, which mind you are so cheap right now, I don't know why you'd see a huge difference, huge difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't think the other thing is too, like Hope was saying, uh, it's easy, especially right now, because everybody's coming out with something or some story or whatever. It's easy to think that you're too small, that you that you don't have um, the experience that you like haven't voice been through happen. this. And I was list- I was listening to I don't know if you've listened to this debate, Hope, but it's amazing. Lila Rose and I forget her name, but she doesn't say that she's fully pro-choice. So it's a very interesting Is it debate. On It's on YouTube. Everybody's like, everybody's publicizing it right now. I forget who who it is, but literally look up Lila Rose debate on YouTube. And it's like the two hour long one, but she was talking, but the the girl she was debating, you know, was using, she's like, well, well, I had an abortion like to invalidate Lila to say, well, you didn't have one. So that means that like, you shouldn't really have a say in this. Well, the fact we need to remember, this is not a woman's rights issue. This is a human's rights issue. When there's a human rights violation, every single person who can do something needs to be involved. I mean, Hope and I are part of the demographic of women who are being targeted by abortion. So that gives us, I guess, an upper hand in some ways. But just the fact that it's a human rights issue. Everyone needs to be speaking out in this. Everyone needs to be doing their part. So that's what I would say if you if you ever start struggling and thinking, oh, like, like, what does my opinion matter? It matters to more people than, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Well, because the thing is, is that like, um, I mean, obviously the saints are just the absolute most amazing examples, um, but, uh, I'm forgetting who, um, I don't know. I heard the story like kind of maybe it was just more of like a fable when I was little, um, but it definitely stuck with me. I used to do little flowers. And so I got all these little stories. Um, You did? I did too. Wait, I didn't know you did little flowers. I did it for four years. I loved that. I have like the sash with three three
0: with all the flowers.
1: Yeah. So anyways, I did it for four years. Um, But one story I heard again, I'm not sure if it was just a fable or anything, but This lady, she didn't do anything great in her life, nothing profound per se, by by society's terms. But she made it a point to just, anytime she thought of it, to say Hail Mary, Um, just to honor Mary um, and just do something little to just like lift her heart to God and to Mary um, and keep it on her mind throughout the day. And so the day she passed away, she entered into heaven and again, maybe it's just a st- you know, story, but it was Mary's birthday, which we know Mary's birthday. So it's not that crazy to think. Um, and she just felt like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I don't have any gifts for you. And Mary turned to her and said, you've prayed multiple Hail Marys every day for the last however many years it had been. That is the greatest gift that anyone could give me. Um, and and again, might just be a story, but for me, it was like the Hail Mary is like literally 15 seconds long. It is like such a short prayer. It, it doesn't feel like it's doing that much, but it does. It moves mountains. Um, you know, we know the story from the Bible, you know, the faith of the mustard seed, you'll be able to move mountains. Like we know this. And so anything tiny, anything little, it all adds up over time. Um, and you could think about this in, in any way. I mean, A single strand of hair doesn't seem like a lot, but I've got quite the head of hair. And so a little bit adds up. And so if you can just do something simple, I mean, if you feel like, again, like Savannah said, like, oh, anything I do, it won't really make a difference. No, it will. And you will be able to see that when you enter into heaven. You'll be able to see the difference you made. Um, Because right now it doesn't feel like we really get to see um, the fruit of our labor. And I know I get that a lot. I feel like I, cause I don't directly counsel women. I don't directly save babies. Like I'm out on the streets doing that, but I know my work to some extent is helping somebody. I just can't see it right now. Um, and so I want to encourage you in that, um, to just have that confidence in God's plan.
0: Agreed. No, that's beautiful. Thank
1: beautiful. you. Beautiful.
0: And it, this, it's very true. Well, yeah, I think we'll end on that note. Um, and definitely feel free, reach out to us with any questions you have any concerns, because like, I, like we said, there's a lot of just like hard, to, like another reason that it was hard that I didn't, well, last week was crazy, but another reason I'm glad we didn't record last week is because I was just very emotionally taxed by the end of the week. Like, I'm sorry, but we, we talked so about this last week. week. What? <laughs>
1: I said I cried so much last week.
0: No, like seriously. Like we talk about this all the time. And we like joke about it. Like oh, working in the pro life movement and so, blah, blah, blah. but it's like it's just hard sometimes because we don't have all the answers. You know, it's not like I'm gonna be able to tell this woman like, oh yeah, I can like support you your entire life. like, like you know what I mean. Like we don't have all these answers, and so it's hard sometimes to know what to do. But yeah.
1: yeah, I think we just all need to keep supporting each other. Uh, well, I think the end of row was very intimidating for me. And I think that's why I decided to just do the simple Because yeah. it was kind of, you know, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, everyone have a great week. We hope you enjoyed our special episode. And let oh, us know yeah, what
1: you think. Follow I us know, on our social media. What? I so said, what a bonus. <laughs>
0: What a little bonus. Follow us on our social media, Classy Chicks Pod and then uh, Hope. What's your social media?
1: Underscore Hope Miller on all social media. And mine
0: podcasts. is Sav.SpeaksLife.
1: Oh yeah. Have a great
0: changed. day. I don't
1: know if we updated you guys on that.
0: What? I what said, okay, you your
1: changed. I don't think we updated them on that.
0: Oh yeah, mine changed. It's sav.speakslife now. But anyway, have a good day, you guys.
1: <laughs> and then um, I'm just You've been listening to Classy Chicks Pod.
0: Thanks so much for listening.
1: Be sure to follow us on
0: our social media at Classy Chicks Pod. And be sure to leave a rate and review. Stay classy, ladies. I'm Savannah Dudzek. I'm Hope Miller. And we'll see you next week. Bye.